Welcome to Entrench, a 21 Pilots podcast. Good girl! <laughs> Today you will be getting nugget ambiance because she was too upset to be by herself. So hopefully it's soothing considering the content we will be talking about. Hello local dreamers, welcome to Entrench. My name is Anna and this is episode 41, the Guns for Hands music video. And there's Nugget. (laughs) Make sure you have watched the video beforehand and are ready for an in-depth analysis. Um, I'm grateful Nugget is here because it provides a little comedic relief, Um, but this episode does have trigger warnings for depression, suicidal ideation, and gun violence, so please practice self-care before, during, and after. Um, The one background for the video is that it was released on January 7th, 2013. And, yeah, it's, it's been hard to gear up for this one. Um, some of you know, and some of you do not, but I live approximately a mile from MSU's campus. So, I think it was two weeks ago now, there was a mass shooting. And so, that's a big reason, along with just mental exhaustion of why I haven't posted in a bit. But, um, as I approach this video, um, it's just a weird tension to be analyzing because as a fandom, you know, I acknowledge the video for all that it is and what it represents, but at the same time, it is odd going in with this perspective, this fresh perspective of gun violence, and it really creates a tension within the video itself. Um, Specifically, the first thing I noted, because this was a big piece of what I talked about way, way back in the introductory episode, I did a 21 Pilots project where I had a three-part essay assignment throughout a semester class, and my first assignment, Nugget is being crazy, um, was on, I think it was called semiotic analysis, but it was a pictorial analysis, and so for Tony on Pilots, my picture was actually, I'm pretty sure it was probably a promo photo for Guns for Hands and or Vessel and or this video because they were wearing the exact same clothes um and the same ski masks and so I did a whole essay analyzing the clothes and the ski masks um it was the photo of Tyler I believe he had a gun symbol on Josh's head um and I remember one of the things that I talked about that I also talked about with my professor when analyzing this was how I don't think this is intentional but 
just as analysis, like the colors are red, white, and blue, um, which is obviously a USA association. And given the image and the gun symbol, it's just interesting that the way is promoted, if you just look at it objectively, it very much feels like American gun violence um, with the picture as a whole, um, just what it's giving off objectively. And so that was like the first thing I thought of. Um, we see Tyler and Josh standing there with their blue and red shirts and everything else is white. And yeah, that's just the first thing that really stuck out to me. Um, but honestly, because of those things together, <laughs> Nugget is now up by the microphone. Um, I have returned from the Nugget interruption um, to go into a much more solemn topic. So seeing that whole association, the colors and the gun violence all together, um, it's really quite ominous. It almost feels like objectively it doesn't age the best but again like I recognize that I'm coming from a very biased perspective of current events um not that mass shootings are anything new of course but it definitely takes on a whole new meaning when you have very closely experienced something like that um and so it was kind of just this like of um like, why, why did they have to choose ski masks? Um, because really, like, it can mean exactly what it means. You know, it's very much this positive thing. Tyler says to Josh in the video, they won't know it's you as he hands him the mask. And he says, you can take it off when you're ready. It's very much safety and anonymity and... I think that's especially important for a band when, like, your face means everything and um, it even means, like, being spotted in public and especially now, of course, obviously they didn't know they were going to blow up as a band, but um, kind of this idea similar to why a lot of people love big cities because they love the feeling of being among so many people that they can just be anonymous a lot of the time. Um... And just the safety of, like, you can have some sense of control and you can have some sense of when you decide that you don't want to be anonymous anymore. In this case, taking the mask off. Um, and so the masks are very much a comfort thing, which is helpful for anxiety and um, any mental illness. Trying to find a sense of comfort in the midst of a lot of... Um, uncontrollable scary feelings but on the other hand like I I do think that we have to acknowledge the negative connotations of what they chose to do in this video they, they chose to use ski masks and I think just generally ski masks have a negative connotation I would say and um especially with violence um and gun violence especially um, not every time, but certainly there is a association between ski masks and gun violence. So, 
I think it's just important to note that this, from a non-phantom standpoint, from an objective standpoint, um, because I think it's always important to objectively analyze and not just have rose-tinted glasses, um, that this, these images could very easily be very triggering for a lot of people. And, you know, especially as I think of what I and many other people just experienced, um, it felt very, like, what's a good word for it? Seeing this and seeing the visuals, I just had this feeling come up in my stomach, like, ooh, like, this didn't, this is uncomfortable. Um, and obviously, like, we have to have grace, and it's important that if it does make you uncomfortable, that you understand the positive connotations of what they were going for, and um, if it is just a casual image for you that that you really try to stop and understand how it could be triggering for other people, and so I think, obviously, there's no right and wrong here, and um, I'm not saying they, they shouldn't have done it by any means, but I do think it is important to acknowledge grace to the other side of how these things are being interpreted as I um, interpret some of this through both lenses and um, just trying to understand where the other side can be coming from. Um, Yeah, I think that's really important. It's really important to critically analyze and... um, to not be afraid to say, maybe this wasn't the best choice, or maybe um, compared to most other pieces of their artwork, maybe this didn't age as well, and, um, you know, maybe that's just a subjective opinion, but um, I think it's always important to acknowledge why things make us feel a certain way, and where things could be improved upon, because we are all human and no one's perfect and um, that means probably there's going to be times where even our artwork isn't perfect and um, I think this is a good example of that just the fact that as much as we can love and appreciate everything Tyler and Josh do it doesn't mean they're always perfect and um, it doesn't mean it's always going to have a positive impact Um, and again that can easily be probably an exaggeration of analysis in this case but it is, it is good to acknowledge that, um, and it definitely restores the humanity and um, through people who could easily be idolized and elevated above others. So, that being said, I also do think that as far as the, really, I guess that's the main comparison. Um, with gun violence the whole time but if you really stop and think through the song as a whole like it very much can be broadened to gun violence not just self-violence and in that case like everyone everyone knows that both are horrendous but I think also having this more I guess less stigmatized evil of gun violence is um, a good way to showcase that through images and masks that can be associated with that that everyone would say is a horrible 
Again, not because they don't say suicidal ideation isn't horrible. Um, I, I feel like I worded that weird. Anyway, my point being that it kind of compares the two in a way because of the similar sentiments of the song. And so it compares and implies that both are equally bad, not one is worse than the other. Um, one is certainly much more misunderstood, probably, than the other in terms of suicidal ideation, but does that make sense? I don't know if my point really got across effectively, um, but all of that to say they're both weighted equally and should be, they should both keep us up at night the same amount if that makes sense. Then, finally, after this this long, silent intro, the music starts, and Tyler is, um, like, rubbing the, I think he's rubbing the mic to his head at this point. No, actually, no, he doesn't have his mic yet, but he is rubbing his head, um, with his mask on and stomping to the beat, and Josh runs around, flings his mask off, and starts playing, and that's when Tyler goes around to the piano and starts playing, and obviously they have to go start playing because that's the beginning of the song, but I do think that it's cool how they both take their mask off as they start creating art, um, and it almost feels like because of the series of events that Josh is a motivation for Tyler to start creating because at first Tyler's just stuck there while Josh is running around to his drums and then Tyler goes. Um, so I just thought that was a cool idea that Tyler, Josh by running to create could be motivating Tyler to do the same and in creating and removing the mask when creating I think it really shows how they're playing into God's image and how not only that God is a creator, but that he's created them to create. Um, and when you're living into the way that you're created, you're the most comfortable. And if you're comfortable, you don't need a mask. And so I just thought all of those ideas flowed together really well. As he's singing in the first verse, he says, where your mind has gone and his head rebounds um and i think it showcases that depression and that suicidal ideation by um it shows that you've considered violence towards yourself um by the physical physical act of being rebounded by a bullet and then as he says, you swear to your parents that it will never happen again. Um, he moves the mic away and it kind of feels like he's trying to get less, less of a reverb um, and almost less of his voice as a whole. And in that way, it shows that like he doesn't really want to project the fact that he's saying something that's a lie and that's why he's pulling it away. And then when he says that it will never happen again, it kind of feels like he's directing the sound waves going into the microphone towards his subject, which in this case is the camera, but in the lyrics would be the parents. 
So I thought, similar to the, what was the other, the migraine video. I feel like it's similar to the migraine video where he does a lot of hand motions and I feel like that's not always necessarily carried in the later albums, but I do think it's interesting. There's a lot of different hand motions in the videos for Vessel and they're all very unique and different. Um, they can mean so many things, but yeah, I am realizing this, this album is filled with hand motions. I feel like, I feel like in the later albums, it's really just the handshake, and other than that, there's not really a ton of hand motions, but I could be wrong. I could, I might be wrong, actually, but we'll see. Um, so then we go into the chorus, and mainly what I noted is that both Tyler and Josh are very antsy. They can't seem to sit still, and this makes sense considering that the thoughts of violence are keeping them up and um, keeping them from comfort, keeping them from peace. And so we see Josh bouncing on his stool. We see Tyler having to stand up again from the piano um, and not even able to sit still while he's playing the piano. And I think, in a way, it's almost this, this metaphor of when you stand up for something, you're recognizing it, you're giving it light, you're giving it time in the spotlight. And um, that's, very, that's very much a stretch, but by standing up, he is exemplifying all of that, in, um, which very much goes with the, the essence of the song because he's identifying with and giving lights to all of these kids. So then in verse 2, we have Tyler shaking a lot, and it feels like he's trying to shake all of these fears and these lies and these lack of, ultimately this lack of control out of his head. Um, he specifically mainly is only shaking his head, and I think it's really important because the brain is really the, the focal point of all of the tension in this song and in many of the songs on Vessel. When he says, together, let's breathe, he shakes the mic that time and it almost feels like it's, the, the mic is making his hand shake as if it's about to drop. Um, and if the mic drops, that means that he's not speaking to anyone. And if he's not speaking to anyone, that means he's isolated. So I just thought that was a potential symbol of how in the midst of all these lies, he's threatened with isolation um, because of the, the solemn, scary nature of what he is confessing to in the midst of all this identification. But then, <laughs> I just thought this was funny. I love when he, like, smacks the symbol at the end. But I, it almost feels like, because that happened immediately after the mic shaked, that he's combating the threat of isolation by helping Josh and by being connected to him again by hitting the symbol. Um, but I mostly just thought that was funny. Um, the other funny part to me is in the bridge but last thing for verse two is 
this is when he puts the mic to his head as he's singing and I thought it was significant that he he puts it to his head while he's saying we'll all join hands and how ultimately if he's going to speak anything into his brain is this idea of unity and the idea that what's the line before it it's something about looking out the window um we'll all join hands until then you'll never understand um and in the midst of our deepest triggers and our deepest mental trials is when we have the hardest time seeing that we're not alone and the easiest time believing that we are so it makes a lot of sense that what he's wanting to speak to himself is we can join hands i'm not alone there's actually a whole community that identifies with me in this struggle um and i feel like we switching tracks back to gun violence um when we think of it we think of the tragedy we think of the horrors we think of anger and grief and confusion and frustration all kinds of emotions but um we think of you know things that that we want change in policy we think of um thoughts and prayers and all of our associations with those things and um and you know a big part of that is it happens it happens frequently it happens often um and that's why we get upset about policy change rightfully so but I think what we miss in focusing on that it happens so often is the fact that there is not one or two or even a handful, but there's many people who struggle with a desire towards gun violence towards other people, not just themselves. themselves. Um, and I know it's uncomfortable um, when it's things that are dark to think of how it's not just isolated, but it's a group of people who identify with one another, like having these urges. But um, I think in that in that same way, um, and obviously the the other tragedy to it is there are many people who might identify with those urges, and because of that, like in a perfect world, they would all get help for it. Um, they would all get support to understand why they could be feeling that way. Um, they obviously don't, and that's its own tragedy, but, um, yeah, I think when you're in suicidal ideation, it's very much about despair. I mean, they're both about despair, um, but it's about exhaustion and hopelessness and not knowing how it could ever feel better, um, and not believing that it can. Whereas, I feel like with gun violence, it's more so, like, you feel so trapped. I can imagine you feel so trapped and isolated and weird and ostracized and all these um separating verbiage separating 
um, lingo and probably even more so because of what people would consider like an evil inhumane urge like if you have those types of things in your brain then obviously you're going to ostracize yourself even more from other humans um, because you're going to be telling yourself that only you feel that and out of all of this isolation is probably going to be frustration of why does no one else feel this and I feel like if you're in despair and hopelessness and you don't have anyone to identify with there's probably just a lot of anger of why am I the only one who has to feel this horrible um which obviously we know is not true we all feel horrible in a lot of different ways but yeah just this I can't even imagine like it's not about not it's not like suicidal ideation in that that's about wanting everything to end not that they don't want everything to end but there's this other facet to gun violence that's about wanting other people to feel the pain that you're feeling because you feel like you're the only one feeling that pain um that's my understanding of it because I think that's why a lot of people who commit gun violence end up killing themselves which again is just a whole other aspect to suicide ideation um because it's this idea that they were probably planning it all along but they just they were so hopeless that they were the only one feeling that way that they wanted other people to feel the same pain because they somehow thought that would make them feel better um it's like a last resort to trying to feel better prior to passing away um i don't know those are just those are that's a lot of the ways that i like psychoanalyze everything um i don't know i don't know if anyone else is that way but um i certainly you know i have a lot of prayers for that um and for people in that position on top of all the other people people in the icu people um who've lost loved ones um of course but yeah there's just so many layers to these types of things um and to me they're all equally important I think it's easy to separate and divide and and say some things more important than others or um, even with politics my frustration is I I think people not always but I think a lot of times people do want the same things but the differences are what they're emphasizing and I think because of that there's easily just so much miscommunication in politics and um, that's probably the, the most disheartening, frustrating part of politics for me in general. I am very much someone who sees nuance and, um, obviously I'm incredibly empathetic with everyone, which I also wrote a poem about empathy 
um, in light of the tragedy and everything as well. But yeah. Anyway, that was quite a bit of a tangent. So then we go into the bridge, and this was the duct tape portion. I knew there was duct tape in this video, but I couldn't remember when. So I was finally like, oh, here it is. Um, and I kind of, I feel like there's probably no rhyme or reason to the duct tape realistically, but it kind of felt like the duct tape was covering their eyes and their mouths, um, kind of more so a last ditch attempt to try to avoid, um, the realities of suicidal ideation and all these kids who are struggling, um, or also potentially trying to tape their entire heads to try to keep them still from all of these racing and overwhelming thoughts. I think, especially as they've been signed to a label, and I don't know exactly how big they are at this point, but they're definitely growing in size as a band. I think what I also thought throughout this section is Tyler singing again into the microphone and um, has stopped covering his mouth that there is an acknowledgement of responsibility with a platform um, to address certain things, especially because he identifies with depression and he has identified with suicidal ideation. Um, and kind of this idea of you have this, so you have to say say something beneficial. Um, and so the other hilarious part in this video to me is when he's like, abracadabbering with his hand at the microphone while he's completely duct taped up um and I'm sure it's just goofy I'm sure he's just dancing and being weird but if I am to go with this idea that he has this responsibility to say something then it's almost like he's magicking magic the mic to say something beneficial um and really because he's also saying and finishing off the line about how they should turn their guns to a fist. I think it really overall is a bridge. It ends up coming off like a prayer. Um, that if you just hear the song for what it is, he's telling them, uh, helping them how to process, telling them how should, like one option of coping. But when I see it with the visuals, it more so is coming off like it's like a prayer he has um he's written this song for these kids the song's already worked what it needs to do for him i'm assuming and so I, that was just more prominent to me this time around so yeah that was that was mostly it as far as my analysis i feel like ultimately there's really not too much analysis of the video because it's a very simple one but Yeah, I couldn't help but think about all the tension with gun violence the whole time. Um, so I think visually the conclusion is, you know, they they go back, cut back to where they're singing and um, being antsy again. And this idea that they don't want to ignore the individual destruction that occurs as 
they could have potentially been doing with the duct tape. They do want to acknowledge and play through it. They do want to aid depressed depressed fans and um, any depressed person who is struggling and feels that they're alone by acknowledging it. Um, and really is a double meaning that wasn't even intended addressing gun violence in its own way. I think throughout all of this, art is very much a solace in times of despair. And I know for me, with the mass shooting, um, it was very cathartic to write a poem and um, to really crystallize how exactly, um, not just how you're feeling, but how a particular tragedy can impact you specifically, because it really is unique for each person. And I think ultimately what I, I really want to leave you with um, as we talk about all of this heaviness in all of these different ways is that regardless of what you think, regardless of what depressed people think, whether that's you or someone you know or regardless of what people with suicide ideation struggle with, or those who have passed, or those who have committed deeply tragic crimes, um, there is no escape from pain, and no one escapes pain. And I think it's important to remember that pain is normal, it's a human experience, and People feel it to all kinds of degrees and all kinds of seasons and no, you're not going to experience pain on the same timeline as everyone else, but that doesn't mean that they don't, that doesn't mean that they somehow get to escape it while you don't. Um, no one, like I've already said, escapes pain and that's meant to be a solace because you can get through it because we've all experienced pain to varying degrees. Some people will have experienced the same type of pain you have, some people will not, but um, there's also things that you don't struggle with that other people might, so just know that you're not alone, um, but especially that you're not alone in experiencing pain, you're not alone in experiencing hopelessness, and frustration that and potential comparison that other people might seem to be having an easier time of it um because even if they are right now it doesn't mean they have been in the past or that they will in the future um it's so easy to just compare and see such a tiny sliver of someone's life and um I think my relationship with social media has been a lot healthier in the past few years because I've really come to realize that and not just have the head knowledge but really feel and know that what I'm seeing from other people is really just a tiny sliver of their entire life and their entire mindset and um, it's really liberating um, to know that we have so much in common even in our pain and the really vulnerable and scary things and it's always the scariest to admit those type of things but 
It's also the most peaceful and the most liberating when you realize you're not alone and even those things that feel so hard to talk about. So if I can do anything for you, I hope I can reassure you that you can feel courageous to talk about even the scary things that you feel ashamed for because there's going to be someone who understands. Um, Do it when you're comfortable do it when you're ready, but I promise having had to talk about abuse before, having had to talk about um, food stress, having had to talk about anxiety, panic attacks, depression, um, everything gets so much better when you're not keeping it to yourself. When you tell even just one person, um, things do start to get better. Because Satan loves to keep you in isolation and to keep you feeling like you can't share. Um, So, with that being said, I, I hope that you have a lovely week. And I hope that you take things as fast or as slow as you need to. And... Pay attention to your body, pay attention to your mind. Um, Last night I was going to record and then I was having a bit of a rough mental patch. So I said, you know, I really need some Bible time, some prayer time instead. So um, even when the world tries to tell you you're not doing enough, just know that if you're paying attention to what your body and your mind needs, that's, that's good enough. So. I want to hear from you. You can email entrenchpodcast at gmail.com with a written account of your 21 Pilots story or your favorite memories you have related to the band. You can also reach out with an episode request if you want to analyze a song, video, or album with me. And if you'd like to contribute to the analysis we've already covered, you can join the podcast Facebook group by searching Entrench Podcast Group. You can find Entrench on Podbean, Verbal, Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music. On Instagram, you can find me at Entrench underscore pod. I look forward to hearing from you. Tune in next time for Trees. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Stay alive and remember, Entrench, you're not alone.